Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Sally read to us this post-Easter story that appears in this chapter near the end of the Gospel of John. And it occurs enough time after Easter that the disciples have hiked now all the way back up to Galilee, which is a a pretty good hike. And for them, the stunning mystery of the empty tomb and the risen one's first appearances to the women and then to the other disciples in Jerusalem, the awe of all that is now beginning to fade. So it's back to home and back to work. Peter says to them, I'm going fishing. Once again, the old fishing crew is together in the old stomping grounds, as it were, the Lake of Galilee, which John, the gospel writer, is careful to use the Roman name, the Sea of Tiberias, as in Tiberius Caesar. Um, scholars say that it is likely that Herod renamed the Sea of Galilee to please Caesar, to curry favor. Maybe John was doing a little bit of that too. But it was now time to crank up the old fish business. Zebedee and sons find seafood. (laughs) Only their enthusiasm is about as empty as the nets that they cast into the dark lake. I don't know why they fish at night. There's probably a good reason for that. I think there's a way you can fish. It's illegal, I think, in, in New York State anyway, where you use a light and it attracts the fish and then you catch them. So they, they, I've seen, Uh, photos of people doing this where you put a a net in the lake and then you shine a light and then you wait till all the fish come to the light and then you pull it up. But it didn't work. This night they fished all night. And after following Jesus for three years, living and learning of God's new way with him, this work-a-day, work-a-night world is, ah, it seems so unimportant, but people have to make a living. Nineteen centuries later, Winston Churchill said, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. Jesus made them feel like they truly had something to give. They had a life and that their life really mattered. Now it was back to making a living. Then in the midst of their mundane work, and I have to tell you, we've observed fishermen really early in the morning, like before the sun's up, and it's cold and damp, and they're doing it for fun. It's not even their job, and I'm thinking, how much fun is that? (laughs) (sighs) But go figure. 
fishing in the dark seems like dreary business. But suddenly, after coming up empty-handed, empty-netted, mysterious things begin to happen. Who is that stranger on the familiar shore? What could this guy know about fishing, telling us to throw our net on the other side of the boat, really? Well, apparently, he could know a lot. The fish net that they cast was filled to overflowing. But don't imagine that the risen Christ is offering them some sort of miraculous get-rich-quick scheme. There's no personal success program implied here. No gospel of prosperity. Yep, you can still get that on TV if you search for it or maybe even on the web. But this is about applying gifts in a different direction. The Risen One offers them an invitation to work and to live a new way. Typical to Peter's ready, fire, aim approach to things, Peter knows when John says, it's the Lord, he jumps right in the lake and swims to shore. I guess they, they fished, it must have been really hot there because they weren't wearing clothes and he threw something on and jumped in the lake. And Peter forgets, maybe until he hits the water and remembered it was a little colder than he thought, but he forgot all his denials of Jesus in the last days. He also forgets himself. Maybe he sort of, without knowing it, self-baptizes himself by jumping in the lake and swimming through Galilee's waters to shore. And he is now again with the one who he had first left fishing to follow it to begin with years before. Strange it must have felt to him to then arrive at shore and have this person be there with him again in the very place they first met. So strange was it that, that the other disciples and Peter were sort of not sure they recognized the risen Christ. It says, now none of these disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew, they knew it was Jesus himself. In verse 13, it goes on to say, Jesus came and took bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised to the dead, raised from the dead. And when they had finished breakfast, it, it just jumps to that in the story here, they had breakfast with Jesus. My grandmother used to take me to have breakfast with Santa Claus. This is different. <laughs> this was like an amazing thing. They were breaking bread, and in this case, sharing fish with the one who they knew was the risen one. And then it starts into the epilogue of the story. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, who had jumped in the water, Simon, the son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. 
You know, it was a fair question for Jesus to ask if Peter really did love him after all that had transpired. Writer Greg Carey writes, last time Peter stood by a charcoal fire, as they were there, outside of where Jesus was being interrogated, Peter had failed miserably three times. Now Jesus brings Peter back to that scene and puts him through another threefold investigation. I guess it would be an interrogation, wouldn't it? At any rate, Peter does answer him from the heart. And Jesus asks him again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And Peter said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. This last direct question, do you love me, in the ancient Greek of, or the New Testament Greek of the, that the Bible is translated from, uses the word for love, philios, which is friendship love, caring friendship, the love of friends. It is not worship Jesus is asking of Peter here. He accepts Peter as a friend, a forgiven friend. Jesus gives Peter this chance to undo the three denials that he had made by the other charcoal fire by giving three affirmations. Peter, through the last days, had known the misery of guilty tears in the wee hours of Good Friday and in the days since. But now, Peter's cowardice is washed away because Jesus persisted with him. It's erased. He starts again. The waters of the Sea of Galilee and the abundant wash of love from God through Christ to Peter, washed away his mistakes. Not only that, Jesus doesn't stop with questions, do you love me? He implies, what are you going to do about it? By saying, tend my sheep. Peter's love must be made real, not just by words, but by action, by feeding, by tending to followers of this living one. Yes, actions do speak louder than words. Peter, says Frederick Beekner, receives new purpose with these words. From fisher of fish to fisher of people, to keeper of keys to shepherd. It was Peter the Rock's final promotion. And from that day forward, says Beekner, he never let the head office down again. The final words, which Jesus says to Peter in this reading from the end of John, are the same words 
as Jesus' first words to Peter. Whatever else, follow me. It's the same invitation that is extended to each one of us. Follow me. When like Peter and the crew on Monday morning, we are back at fishing, at making a living. You know, dodging through traffic, checking the schedule, hurrying the kids, facing the music as it were, nose to the grindstone or back to the same old routine. Look, not far off, on your shoreline, nearby where you are working or doing what you do, there unrecognized, the living one stands waiting and calling you. Cast your nets another way, inviting you, go overboard, dive in, asking you, do you love me? and commissioning you with something you can do to prove it. Tend to my people, all people. The same risen one appears unexpected, uninvited at Peter's workplace, but now invites us to look for the living one where we live and where we work. Even if we're retired, Whatever we are doing, wherever we are, whoever we are with, we can pause and scan along our shoreline. We can stop to say a prayer, to refocus. We can look to see if in that stranger or that all too familiar face, the living one awaits for our tending because the living one invites our following. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.